Welcome to the Daily Degenerate Podcast. Ho, ho, ho! It's almost Christmas time, folks. My name is Cohen Hughes. I am in the Daily Degenerate Studios here in Smyrna, Georgia. I will be your wonderful sleigh ride through a weekend of wonderful betting, making money, football, college bowl games, all that jazz. But first, let's get some formalities out of the way. Joining me in the new and improved Daily Degenerate Studios is Brad Meekum. Brad, what's good, my man? Oh, I'm uh, staring at your lovely self through a black box. The recording booth. The recording booth. Uh, I hope everybody, uh, all the elves out there and the one elfet or two. Uh, Hopefully there's two. Hopefully there's two. Hopefully there's two. Have a nice uh, nice white uh, white holiday season. Yes, um, we are not expected to get snow in Georgia because of the lack of rain in the next, you know, two weeks. But... Can't stop us from praying. You can always find snow elsewhere. Yes, we can. Go to the Buckhead bars. Oh, God, I didn't say that. Um, (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, it is episode 120, which means for me and you, the NFL season is slowly winding down um, a little bit too quickly, if you ask me. We wait all year for NFL, and then my team's not in the playoffs, and everyone else is having fun except for me. So I wish we could play the next season. As soon as game 16 or 17 ends, you know, like I I hate having to sit around waiting on my team, but I'm a Falcons fan. So that's what I'll do for the rest of my life. Um, Brad, we did our over under predictions um, about six, five, six months ago. And was it really that long? I know it it, it feels like it was just yesterday, but um, there are some that have wrapped up like. You know, um, the the Ravens. Everyone who that theirs was at eight and a half, nine, um, and there's some like the Cardinals who were who were at five and a half, and then they're at four wins right now with two games to go. So we're still waiting to see what happens with them. Yeah. So out of the 32 teams, how I think we got like 25, 26 of them that they're pretty locked in now. Yep. There's about five to seven to eight that are still kind of up in the air. Okay. So so we we got a pretty good idea on who's uh, who's doing good. Yes, we do. Um, what we're, what we're going to start doing is we are going to go down the list in alphabetical order by abbreviations, just like the NFL, you know, kind of standings do. Um, the Arizona Cardinals. We we differed on that one. Um, the spot was at five and a half. I said over. You said under. They currently sit with four wins right now with two games to go. But the kicker is next week they play the Seattle Seahawks, your Seattle Seahawks, Bradley. So it's safe to say that tentatively the six isn't going to happen. Uh, yeah, no. That's lock it in. Uh, Seahawks are going to take care of business. They, um, with that, with being tied with San Francisco with that 11 and three right now, how things work out with them having a potential to get that number one seed. They're going to take business at home. It's not a trap. I don't feel like a trap game at all with them preparing for next week in San Francisco. They know what they need to get done. Russell Wilson is going to lock it down. Seahawks at home. Uh, surprisingly not like, a lot better on the road this year. They're, they were 7-1 and one on the road this year, which is really surprising. That's odd. But uh, but they'll take care of business at home, especially this year. Um. I have the over, so I am cheering for two Arizona Cardinal wins in a row. We will try to wish it into existence, pull a LeVar ball. So the next game, or the next game, the next team um, we all missed on. We all went over on the Atlanta Falcons at eight and a half, and it couldn't have been further from that. 
The Falcons just started off the season one and seven, so pretty much, unless they won out, it it, it wouldn't have happened after the first eight games. They got close. We're gonna get close. We're gonna get to uh, seven tentatively if we can win the next two weeks after a humongous Def- win on the road. Possible. Definitely Jack- possible. Jacksonville and at Tampa Bay. Jacksonville at Tampa Bay. We could be a win and a half off, but this is not horseshoes or hand grenades. So getting close will not cut it. I think the thing that frustrates me the most, and I'm sure you could agree with me on this, with this being a team, is after watching last week against San Francisco and a few weeks ago against New Orleans. Both games on opposing territory. You know, like both games were away for the Falcons. That, even that eight and a half, whatever it was at, was definitely possible. Yeah, of course it was. If we wouldn't have lost those gimme games to the Colts and Titans. If we wouldn't have lost by an extra point on the road to Arizona. We were at that Titans game. I, we were at I that Titans game. I was about to say, <laughs> I, I remember almost a clo- a closer to zero than, than one of that game. But that that's the reason why we don't remember is because we had to get so fucked up to forget it. Marcus Mariota, who is no longer the quarterback. Who will no longer be the quarterback for the Tennessee Titans. Balled, made us look like preschoolers out there. Hey, so uh, sidebar real quick, and then we'll kind of keep going down. Marcus Mariota to the Panthers. I see I I'm one of these guys who thinks that Cam Newton is just somehow going to stay like okay. I know that his head coach got fired, the one who fought for him the most. Yeah. But to me it just seems like and maybe this is just me, you know, trying to visualize something, but I just couldn't see Cam Newton in another jersey. I I I would be really hard pressed to see it too, but I just I think you know Mariota and Cam had a few had some similarities, Mariota they came out the same year, though. Yeah. Didn't they? Okay. They, they played against each other in the title game, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I was just thinking about that. Um, If not the Panthers, maybe Dolphins, maybe Jets, and hell, what's been going on lately? Maybe the Raiders. Yeah. I don't think they're going to give up on Derek Carr that easy, but times in Oakland aren't too good right now. Do you think, Marcus, who do you think will start in the NFL? Sooner. Who has a better shot? Marcus Mariota, Cam Newton. Both of them guaranteed going to start next year. One of them. Cam Newton has a better shot. I would like to think that both of them would be starters on their respective teams game one of next year. Okay. But if, Whether they're if, the same team or a different mm-hmm, team. Mm-hmm. And um, I would be willing to bet that Mariota will be on a different team and Cam will be on the same team. Cam will be starting. Um, he, but to answer your question, I think he has a better shot. To start than yeah. Marietta does. I'd agree with you. Let's see what we got for the next team. Baltimore. This is probably my most embarrassing one. My dumb ass took took the push at eight wins for the Baltimore Ravens, and it couldn't have been further from the truth. Their schedule looked tough before the year started. Um, we kind of saw it as it played out, and it really wasn't all that tough. You, um, Brad, you said the over, so you were 100% right. That's going to be a good win for you. Um but me and Penland, I, I I don't know why Penland said under for for eight wins for the Ravens. I just I don't know if he didn't see it or what. But me and Penland lost, and you won that one. I said push. He said under. Yeah, I I think we were all kind of wondering where what Lamar Jackson would show up and how everything mm-hmm. would play around. I, I didn't think that the Ingram signing would be as good as it was. Oh, yeah. Um. They kind of shored up the defense with a few, you know, like older guys, guys they just kind of fit in there and put. And um, Thomas falling out, man. Mm-hmm. The, the 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 Ravens have looked better than I thought they would have. I'll just go ahead and say that. So I I, I missed that one by a landslide. Uh, me and Penland lost, and you won. I'm gonna yeah, I, I'm gonna agree with you though. They did better than I thought. Yeah. But eight wins. We we should have saw eight wins and been like, damn, over. Of course, you know, like that, that should have just been a snap judgment. Buffalo Bills probably probably one of my better wins of the of the pickup sheet. Um, Bradley Meekum said under seven and a half wins for the Buffalo Bills. They are already at ten, so that one has been blown out of the water for weeks now. Penland also said over. Penland's not here, but I'll kind of throw his out there as they come through. The Carolina Panthers eight wins, which was a hard you know kind of, kind of spot. I, th- I thought it was easy, so I said push. Um, it won't happen. They're, they're, they're at six wins. It, it literally cannot happen. Um, you said under, so you're going to win that one. Penland said over, so he's going to lose. And I lost with the push at eight. Chicago Bears, one, one of all of our worst losses. 
Um, Penland's the only guy that said under. Me and you said over at nine wins, and they're not even going to come close. They're at seven right now. Like, I doubt that they went out, so and then it would be a push, so we would have lost to that point anyway. Yeah, um, especially having to play, play, what, the Packers in 17, week 17? Yeah, I think I think the, the problem that we had there was – I think we all were riding Trubisky a little higher. And they had 12 wins the year before, so yeah. so it's like, you know. And I think most of that was that defense, defense came back down. Yeah, well, well, yeah. They, good, yeah. but didn't win them as many games. Well, well yeah, so the, last year they were they were scoring. The defense was scoring at, at a ridiculous clip, and there's no way to, to keep that up, and we should have saw that coming. Yeah, and, you know, I think the NFC North as a total, as a whole, got It did. With, uh, with Rodgers getting better. There was some juice to have been squeezed out. Yeah, I will as well. Um, I'll, I will give you one that we all won, though. Some good news, finally. We've been getting put to the ringer so far. Um, Cincinnati Bengals. We all had under at five and a half, and that was some of the easiest money that you could have ever made in your entire life. Yeah. There's nothing to say. Like It's just first-year head coach with no prior coaching experience, the whole Dalton Finley thing, A.J. Green not playing at all. That, that, that was just a recipe for literally two wins, maybe if they win one of the next two games. Um, we all won that one. The Cleveland Browns. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. When I'm telling you that I thought the Cleveland Browns would not be really good, but I thought they would be okay, they're a little bit less than okay right now. They're actually kind of bad. Turmoil in Cleveland. I'm not a huge fan of Kitchens. But the spot was at nine. I had push. You had under. Penland had under. You guys win. I won't. The Browns are at currently six wins. Best they can do is eight and eight. I'm out of here. Losing, you know, is they had good people on paper. Losing franchise, losing they find ways to lose. Browns still gonna brown. Losing in Arizona last week showed that pitiful. Um, even getting beat up on by the Steelers that was just embarrassing. This. The, and we'll get into this later, but Mike Tomlin absolutely deserves to win Coach of the Year for what he's done in Pittsburgh. To cement them at at least an 8-8 eight and eight record and to, as of right now, be the sixth seed in the AFC playoffs with the team that he's fielding this year is nothing short of incredible. Um, Dallas Cowboys, nine wins. I, I have push at nine, which can still happen given – Giving they went out. They may have, you may have to push for them to win the East. Mm-hmm. No, and it's it's going to be an eight and eight, nine and seven record that wins the East, which we didn't really expect, but we're here for it. Um, man, I just I just had it. Dallas. Oh, there we go. Um, the only person who's lost so far is uh, Penland because he said over nine wins. The Denver Broncos spot was at seven. I said push. You and Penland both said under. Um, that one is actually up for debate still to this day because they're five and nine right now. Drew Lock, so baby. These these next two wins, if he can if he can hit them, I'll I'll, I'll hit my push. But it's looking more and more likely that you and Penny Boy are both going to win with the under. At seven wins is what it was. They had six wins last year, seven this year. If they can win out, they'll improve one win from last year. The Detroit Lions. Spot, again, was at seven. Six wins last year. I don't know what happened with them. Um, I had... Well, Stafford was injured. Yeah. David Blau played a good game on Thanksgiving, but that didn't really show any, you know, wins on paper or anything. Blau? Blau. 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 Um, (laughs) What a nut. Spot was at seven. I said over. I lost. Um, you two won by having the under. So congrats to you guys. It seems like a common theme. I'm, I'm getting out, and these two are winning. Um, the Green Bay Packers spot was at nine wins. I don't know why, but I said under. Me and Penland both. You're the only one with the over. So guess what? You're going to hit. They're already at what? Eleven wins. Eleven wins, baby. Already at eleven wins. Eleven and three. Love to see it. Um, the Houston Texans spot was at eight. Uh, me and you said over. Penland said under. We will win. He will not. That's just the way it goes. Um, the Indianapolis Colts. So, disclaimer, this one was – I'm pretty sure this was probably con- concocted up while Luck was still an Indianapolis Colt. The number nine and a half wins. 
Um, even at nine and a half wins, one Andrew Luck was going to play. All of us said under. We what we said right at nine wins. Um, he Luck's injured. This is these are my notes that I'm writing. The offense will get stronger. The defense will you know kind of tighten up. But you know they can't be as stingy as they have been in years past. So we're we're all going to win with the under. That's a good clean sweep for the squad. Um, the Jacksonville Jaguars, me and you got burned with the over at seven and a half. Penland wins with the under. I thought Foles was going to maybe carry him to an eight and eight year, nothing special, nothing too bad, but they have just shown that they are a dysfunctional franchise with a poorly built roster. Well, what's crazy is Gardner Minshew came in and had those, like, we looked at, if we looked at this week five, we'd be like, oh yeah. I double down. On yeah. That. Oh yeah. You know? sure would. And then just the wheels came off and now it's, a flaming pile just going down the highway. Yeah, Marone, Marone will be one of the first ones going on Black Monday. That's just the way that it's going to have to happen for them to even start to try to rebuild. Um, the Kansas City Chiefs, another clean sweep for us. Or, you know, so we think, so we think. The spot is at 10 and a half, won 12 games prior to this year. All three of us said over. And then, what are they, at nine wins right now? Ten wins right now. We need one more to beat the half. Um, we you, you want to think it's going to happen, but you know you can never be too sure. This is the NFL, by the way. So um, tentatively, we're all going to win that. But it's not set in stone yet. One more win for the Kansas City Chiefs. Be praying for it. Um, the Los Angeles Chargers. This is a clean sweep for losers. We all thought that they were either going to push to ten wins or go over. I had the push. You guys had the two overs. And um, they, it just didn't happen. They, they they fell apart kind of in the middle of the season. Rivers are starting to age. The noodle arm starting to come back out. Gunslinger bad decisions. Coupled with the Melvin Gordon controversy. It wasn't really controversy. that We knew it was going to happen the whole time. It was fairly well broadcasted. But not as many wins as they are capable of having. They lost, I think, the most one-possession games in the league this year. So the um, spot at 10 for the L.A. Chargers is going to lose for all of us. And we're going to keep things right in L.A. Um, with another clean sweep of losers, three losses in a row. We all said over on the Rams at 10 wins, and it does not look like that can even happen at all. Well, it can happen. It can happen, but we, we, we will all we, but we will all lose because we didn't have push. We had over of ten wins, so we they can't they can't get to eleven. We're gonna lose on that one. Um, my notes said 10-12 wins. Defense adds talent. Um, offensive system is still really good, but um, that all that was true. Just when you allow a whole lot of points to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. When you allow hella points to teams that maybe should be middling in the middle of the road, you're not going to win every single close game. And the magic didn't work for them this year like it did last year. So we're all going to lose on the L.A. Rams over at 10. Um, the Miami Dolphins, one of the ones that is still out in the air. Somehow. Somehow. This is, see, it's, it's all the weird ones. Um, the spot was at four and a half. I said over. You said under. Penland said over. Two games left. They're going to have to win out to hit the four and a half for me and Penland. Lose one game, and Brad wins with his fucking under four and a half. Seven wins the year before. I, I have faith that Flores can do it. I want to see two wins in a row in the year on a good note for the Miami Dolphins. Fuck draft position. Get some wins, my man. Um, the Minnesota Vikings, the spot was at nine. Um, this is one that's pretty decided. I had over, you had push, Penland had over, nine wins. The Vikings already have that. They are at ten wins currently. So I get a win, you get an L, Penland gets a win. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I probably should have gone over. I like the Vikings going in. I thought the Packers would have been a little bit better. <coughs> but uh, I, right, right around nine, I'm okay with. Yeah. That's a good spot to miss. And I, think, I think they'll end ten and six. You know, one, one here, one there. Yep. Um, so the New England Patriots. This is one that is still up for debate. Same situation as the what did we say? Arizona. I have to win out to get it, but or no, 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 no. 
they have a half a game to get it. So it's the same as um, God. Who was the team that? Oh, Kansas City. One more win, and then um, y'all, y'all, you and Penland win. And then if they lose out, I win because I had under 11 and a half. I thought they were going to stick right at 11 wins. They've already got 11, so if we can have two losing efforts in a row, I'll hit 11 and a half under on the Patriots, but you guys will lose. I think it's more likely that you guys probably win that one. Patriots get at least one win. Um, I could see them dropping this game to Buffalo just kind of as, as a late season breather, but um, I don't think they're going to lose in week 17. The New Orleans Saints. I think me and Penland were drinking too much Falcons Kool-Aid because we both said under on 10 wins. And they already have 10 wins. I think they already have 11, actually. Yeah, I was about to say they they have 11 wins, actually. So me and Penland lose on that one. You had the over at 10, so you're going to get another win to add to your record. Um, The New York Giants. I don't know why I love the Giants so much. Maybe it's from my man Sean in Long Island. Sean, I'm thinking about you. I love you. The, the, the Giants suck, but you don't. The Giants' spot was at six. Had won five games the previous year. I would think that they would improve by one win with an upgraded roster. But, hey, I guess not. Saquon kind of sucked this year, so we can't really – you know, they, they were playing on bot time, so there's really no urgency in the season to them. I had over, you had push, Penland had under. They're not going to get to six wins. I don't even think it's possible. I think they're at three wins right now. So me and me and you lose, Penland yeah, wins. You. Yeah, you were. You were. <laughs> you were. The, put, the push at six would have been a pretty easy bet before the season. Like you would think that, that would be at least, you know, like damn good money. But – here we are with three wins with two two games left to go. It's not even fucking possible. We're going to keep the things in East East, East Rutherford. God almighty. Tongue twister in the, uh, up north. Um, Jets were at seven and a half. Again, I thought they were going to improve. Um, I think Gase is a terrible head coach. I think that's why they didn't improve. I had over at seven and a half wins. You both had under. Um, and then – you both won. I did. Not possible for, for, for them to get to eight wins, which is over seven and a half. Um, maybe I should have saw this coming because they had won four games the, the the year before, and to go from four to seven and a half is a hell of a jump in terms of scheduling. So maybe I should have saw the light coming on that one. I think the uh, Le'Veon Bell inflated that number a little too much. Yeah, and he was having good fantasy numbers at the beginning of the year, but it didn't really amount to much in terms of wins. The only game that he really won for you was the game against the Cowboys. The Oakland Raiders. The spot was at six. Had won four the previous year. I had the push. They can still, let's see, is it win one game and push? Oh, no, they have to lose two games to push. They're at six right now. They have to lose two games in a row to push, which hell, which very well could happen. So they're out of um, the Coliseum in Oakland. They're playing two road games, and they're done. I think the fact that – and you said it best in the bullpen before the show started. They they left Oakland with such a sour taste in their mouth. Maybe they're going to just write the checks and cash in this season. You know, just go ahead and mail it in. No love loss for winning two – for losing two away games let's in a lost season. Let's get to Vegas and let's start over. I could see them losing two in a row. Um, let's see, what did you guys have for Oakland? You guys had under and under. No way I can go under, so you guys have already lost on that one. They had some surprising wins. They uh, did, actually. I think at the cost of our charger, my Chargers bet. Yep. <laughs> sacrifice one to get the other. Yep. But in your case, sacrifice both. Um, the Philadelphia Eagles, kind of, kind of an odd one. Um, I'm the only one who, who, who got a win this time. I had under 10.5 wins, and I'll go ahead and say it. I didn't do that because I knew about the Eagles. I do that just because I hate them. So hate pays off sometimes. Um Nine wins the previous year, ten and a half. I went under, and they may finish the season five hundred. I think that it's going to be closer to five hundred than negative, but I think they're going to finish the season eight and eight when they lose to the Cowboys this weekend. Um, and then the Cowboys will get the tiebreaker to go to the playoffs, and the Eagles will not. So I got a win right there. You guys got two losses. Pittsburgh at nine wins. I said to push at nine wins. You and Penland both said over. I'll go ahead and give you a little preview. You guys both also picked the Steelers to play in the Super Bowl for the AFC 
Um, I'm not saying it can't happen, but it doesn't look likely at this point with Pittsburgh being the sixth seed. But I will never, ever bet against Mike Tomlin in the playoffs. That is one thing that Mike Tomlin has known how to do is to carry teams that aren't so good and motivate. And uh, that's exactly what he's doing this year. He deserves coach of the year honors, in my opinion. Um, we, the jury is still out on on this because if they go one and one in the next two games, my push will hit. If they go two and zero, oh, you guys will win the over because they'll have ten wins. So, I mean, yeah, those that Steeler pick, Big Ben isn't there. They're still, I, if they're able to get, the fact that they're still winning, yeah, is is a testament to Mike Tomlin. Of course it is. He he he's won games with Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges, so you know, just that, that that's not very easy, so to say. Um, then we got what five more teams? The San Francisco 49ers. Penland told us. He told us. He told us. He told us. He tried to tell us a million times, bro. The 49ers are about to be good this year. Well, yeah, well, you know, maybe they could be good, but they're not there yet. You know, maybe they're about a year away, year away. We didn't like their running back depth in the, in the, in the beginning of the season. We didn't – we knew about their defense, but we didn't think they would do it all, put it together this fast. Um, their spot was at eight and a half. Uh, me and you said under, Penland said over. I, I had them right at eight wins, but um, they blasted that shit out of the water. Yeah, I think – yeah, that's we thought the Rams would do better. They didn't. I just picked up. Mm-hmm. So they stole some wins out of that division, but um, no love lost for the San Francisco 49ers. My Falcons just absolutely went into Santa Clara and just played a hell of a better game than they did and absolutely beat y'all's best team in the NFC. Honestly, fuck the 49ers. Y'all let the 4-9 Falcons grab a dub. Fuck y'all. Um Seattle Seahawks, your Seattle Seahawks. You are the only one who won the spot on your Seattle Seahawks. I guess now we can put the whole homerism thing to bed, huh? I, I said at the beginning, Russell Wilson's worst season has been 8-8. Eight eight. They put that line at 8.5. Eight eight and and ever since he has been in the league. No, actually, I think their worst season was 9-7. 9-7. Seven. 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 Fact-checking on that. And... Where that was at is like you have like I went into the season not thinking that was gonna happen, but it's like you have to bet that. Like that's gonna like that that's the worst he's ever done with worst people around. And he's doing Russell Wilson things, and the Seahawks are the real number one seed in the NFC. Yep. They are your number one seed because they have won the tiebreaker over Green Bay based on best win percentage. Uh in common games. So and then they won the tiebreaker yeah. over New Orleans based on best win percentage in conference games. So we got a double doozy. Something like that. No, that's not something. This is exactly it. I'm on ESPN right now. Let's just keep Green Bay and New Orleans tied, because if Green Bay loses, then we'll lose the head-to-head. The the head-to-head tiebreaker with them. Um, The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's a clean sweep for all of us. Um, We had it tracked down almost exactly right. They sit at 7-7 right now. We all had over. The spot was a six and a half. We knew Arians would come do good things. I have on here, right the ship. I wouldn't say that Jameis has necessarily improved because Jameis, he has, he's very capable. You know what he can do, but you, you know what he's going to do in terms of turnovers and interceptions. Career highs and passing yardage, touchdowns, yards per attempt, but also career highs in picks, fumbles, Bad plays, mishaps, i.e. The, the London game. You know, like. He's going to lose you a few games just because he's Jameis Winston. But he's also going to keep your team, your offense, so to speak, in relevance in terms of the ranks of the rest of the teams in the NFL because of how often he airs it out. So we all obliterated the six and a half over. Um, that one, I think the game against the Falcons was the Bucks' sixth or seventh win. So that was one of the ones that cemented it in. Um, after Tampa Bay, I think we got two more teams to go. We got the Tennessee Titans. Um, we all lost on this one. This is a clean sweep for losers. Well, it's because of Tannehill. It's because of Tannehill, that Mariotta. overachieving fucking bastard. If Mariotta would have stayed in, we would have got. Oh, we would have gotten it easy. <laughs> um, the spot was a seven and a half. They are currently at, what, eight wins right now? 
Eight, eight and six right now, so we're dead in the water. Under, 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 LLL. That's all you can say. Um, and then last but least, actually, um, the Washington Redskins. Um, the spot was a six and a half. I don't know why I said over. Um, oh, that, that that's why I was so high is because I thought Jay Gruden would stay, and I thought uh, Dwayne Haskins will be your quarterback of the future. So – I lost. You guys both hit the under correctly. Um, as of right now, games that are decided or teams that are decided, I am a dismal seven and seventeen. Brad is an above five hundred best right now, thirteen and twelve, and Penland is twelve and fourteen. So um, we will continue at the end of the year to update these games. There are some games that matter for us that are being played this weekend and next. We will continue to monitor the situation, and we will do an episode at the very end with all the futures, all the props, and stuff like that. Yeah, Brad's looking like he's he's, he's going to take the dub. But don't worry, my man. I'll get you in the pick'em contest. I, I still got the best record in that. So up on that too. You are you are creeping TLC creep. So. Um, Radiohead creep. Oh, and then there's also uh, one more too, right? Nirvana creep. Uh, there's there's one more. There's one more. Wait, who'd you say? You said Radiohead. Uh, yeah. And there's one more. I know who. It, it's there's one more out there. But um, we're gonna go through a few of the props that we kind of have a, a handle on right now. Um, first, the first head coach to get fired. Um, I said Pat Shermer. At plus seven hundred, I also had written down Freddie Kitchens and Zach Taylor. Um, you had Bill O'Brien at plus twelve hundred, and Penland had Doug Marone at plus fifteen hundred. Um, was it Gruden? Who was the first one fired? It was Gruden. Or, I thought Gruden was fired for Rivera, right? Oh, Jay Gruden. Yeah, Jay Gruden. Right. Yeah, yeah. So Jay Gruden. Um, he he was on my radar, but I didn't think they would actually pull the trigger on him until you know the kind of the end of the season. But we all lost on that one. We didn't hit any any specials on that one. Um, let's see. Let, let, let me do some quick maths right here in my head. Miami beat Cincinnati in that head-to-head matchup, right? Okay. So I think I have found the NFL's worst record given that they lose the next two games. It will be the Cincinnati Bengals. Those were both picked by myself at plus 800, and then Penland had the Bengals at plus 800. You had Denver and Tennessee. If it wasn't for Tannehill, you might have had a shot with Tennessee. Tannehill and Locke. Tannehill and Locke. Y'all are trying to fuck over my man's records. Um, Locke, Locke didn't look all that great in the last game that he played, but in the first two he looked really good. Um, NFL NFL's worst record. I, I also had written down Oakland. Um, they surprised me with how good they were. They were they were at plus 800 too. But um, the Bengals at plus 800, it was – I didn't think the Dolphins were going to be as bad as as they were this year. But, I mean, they still could win two games in a row and have five wins. That's kind of where I saw them at. But I kind of saw the Bengals being really bad. Um, First-year head coach, no head coaching experience. He was one of my picks on the first to get fired. Um, I knew A.J. Green wouldn't play the first, whatever, six games. It was the first number of games that we heard. But now that he hadn't played in any, now we know why they're the worst team in the NFL because they're starting Ryan Finley over Andy Dalton. You know, like there's there's just no way around it. Um, let's see. Yeah, I thought the Bengals would be uh, too easy of a pick. Yeah. So kind of wanted to go and plus me and Pinlin already had them written down because we recorded the episode before before me and you got on. So we beat you to the punch. Um, oh, Coach of the Year. This one won't be decided yet, which, which hell, I already know who it's going to be. Like, I, 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 I if I'm willing to bet, I would double down on Mike Tomlin, and I would make even more money because at the beginning of the year, I had Mike Tomlin at plus twenty eight hundred, buku bucks. If I would have put a hundred bucks on that, I could have erased every single dollar that I lost on the over under. Pittsburgh doesn't make the playoffs. He doesn't win coach of the year. Eh, disagree. Matt LaFleur wins the NFC North. He wins Coach of the Year. Ah, I mean, you make a, you make a good point. You drive a hard bargain, but... Yeah, and I the, think the Packers are in a much better position <coughs> to, make, to win the NFC North. And I think if both things happen, Pittsburgh makes a wild card, Packers win the NFC North. Tomlin has or, to get it still. I mean, 
Packers win the NFC North. Steelers make the playoffs. Still think before it gets it. Really? Because I just don't think you can undersell what Tomlin has done with this team, bringing them to eight wins already. Could have ten wins. I don't think you can undersell how bad the AFC is. Yeah. Like like, I mean, the AFC is also home to the – Other than the NFC East, look at the t- top – the other five teams in the NFC. 11-3, 11-3, 11-3, 11-3. Mm-hmm. The Rams may not make the, 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 the playoffs at whatever they're going to be – Eleven and five, ten and six. No, yeah, they're like eight, yeah, they're eight and six right now. Eight and six. Oh, okay, I, I thought they had nine wins. Oh, yeah. Um, to me, I think it's already done. What Mike Tomlin's done with this I'd, team, yes, I'd agree with you. What he's done with Big Ben's injury and being able to go through it, but if you look at who they beat, who they didn't beat, like they're a middling team. Like, good, you made your team okay. Like, you didn't really do a whole, like. You made your team tread water. Like we thought your team was going to be good, and you then, then lost you lost a lot of guys. And then, but instead of being shitty, you did okay. Yeah, and with the injuries that they've had, especially James Conner being out for two or three games in the middle of the season, Juju not being as effective, losing Bell, losing AB, which was a blessing. Um, I think that he is already the coach of the year. If I was a pro football writer and had a vote. I would already have cast mine in on the early voting period. There's two, two weeks left now. And there's still two weeks left, but that's how strongly I feel that the job that Mike Tomlin has so done. So now question, do you think the fact that we realize that Antonio Brown's a fucking nutcase hurt or helped his class of coach of the year this year? <laughs> like, Ooh, that's before, a tough question. At the beginning of the year, it was like, like if you did this well without Antonio Brown, like good job. But now it's like, like shit. This they finally got rid of Antonio Brown, so it. so maybe it hurts them because they're like, oh yeah, getting rid of that baggage, you better fucking improve, my man. Like, <laughs> yeah. come on now. Like shit. Like yeah, it, it hurts him. It hurts him. They get this in the light. Like maybe like that was not as bad of a thing to get rid of him as we thought. Yeah, maybe maybe you. Uh, what is it? We call it addition by subtraction. That's that's what the kids say. <laughs> that's what those damn millennials say. <laughs> Um, no, I feel like that's a baby boomer quote. Okay, boomer. Um, but I, I'm glad me and you were having this discussion. Even though LaFleur and, – and give all props to LaFleur because coming in and coaching Aaron Rodgers is not easy. You can ask Mike McCarthy. Like, even on your best day, it's still not easy because you're – I wouldn't say constantly being undermined, but there's always the threat of being undermined and everyone is going along with it because it's Aaron fucking Rodgers. So to go in and do what he did and to keep everything clean, he had, he had two embarrassing losses, one to the Chargers and then um, – God, I'm blanking on the other one. But to do what he did is definitely great. And to be the number two seed right now in the NFC is fucking absolutely awesome. The NFC is stacked and loaded. Yeah. But the absolute value in terms of math of what Tomlin did and in terms of what LaFleur did – I know LaFleur re-energized the Green Bay running game. But as a total team collector, as a total guy, total head coach, I feel like Mike Tomlin did a a he, little bit more. He did a little more with worse, but that did like, – With a lot have, less. You know, would you rather have something that's supposed to be shit that was like, okay, this is kind of nice? Niners. Or is the Green that, Bay lost too bad? Or is that something that – like? was going to be okay, but then put it above. You know, and looking at this season right now, shit, I put a, should have put something in a Pete Carroll. You should have. You would have won a lot of money. Like, if Pete, like and the, but the thing is, is, I don't think Pete Carroll will win just because of that consistency of that to see how said that. Yep. Like you said, uh, the, never had a wor- record worse than 9-7 and seven or 8-8. Eight and eight. Um, it, It's just kind of the same thing. Not as Not as big, obviously, but. Just like Bill Belichick doesn't win as many coaches of the years as he should because we've come to expect this from him. We've come to uh, nine and seven season is almost seen as a failure because he didn't win a few extra games, you know. So, do you think uh, do you think John Harbaugh's up there coach of the year? Yeah, um, I think he's probably a dark horse at maybe three or four um, because of how well rounded he's made that team. And if you were talking about maybe a GM of the year. You could maybe give it to the um, Ozzie Smith. What's his name? Um, yeah, I don't know. Ozzie something for the 
Ozzy something for the for the Ravens, you can give it to him. Ozzy Newsome or something like I, something like I that. I think that's close. To yeah, Ozzy yeah, he is, isn't he? Okay, good. Okay, <laughs> okay, good. Okay, good. Well, and I think I think the fact that Harbaugh was willing, like, and maybe this is a GM coach thing, and where it kind of delineates, but they sacrifice, like, they adjusted their whole roster for Lamar Jackson, and he's yeah. paying dividends. And 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 like, look at how many guys these guys that they've hit on, like Mark Ingram. Ingram, Earl Thomas, Marquise and, Brown, and, and, and the the chemistry. This is the best chemistry I've ever seen for any like NFL team ever. I've never seen a team get along this well and have this much fun at all. You know that 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 uh, that meme that look at uh, don't you wish you had a girl look at you the way that Mark Ingram? Looks yeah. Like oh my God, I do. <laughs> L- licks his chops every oh, time he he sets eyes on Lamar eyes. Jackson. I wish my mom loved me that much. It's okay. Kitty loves you that much. The kitty does love me that much, even though she's staring at you right now over there playing with your blow up Braves tomahawk. Um, what the the case you could make for Harbaugh is the team chemistry, and of course the you know the number of wins and the eight wins in a row and, and things well, like that. I, yeah, I think for me it was more the cha- the the, be, the willingness to change the philosophy, and I don't think that's going to translate to coach of the year, but it to should, voters, yeah, oh. it, it, I think it should be brought up like he did this and it worked. Yeah, no, he t- he took a humongous chance, yeah. and it 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 worked. Like he he hit on ninety percent of his free agents and his draft picks. It seems you know, like their team is like now set for a good minute. Oh yeah, no, they'll be they'll be there for a while. So I do agree. I like that call. Um, I think Harbaugh, and I mean, God, see now you have me raise the question. Maybe do we give Harbaugh a little bit more credit than we give Lafleur? I know you say no, but uh, uh, I can say go both ways. I think it depends on where things end up. Um, the fact that Lamar Jackson is more of an MVP candidate because I based my Matt Lafleur Coach of the Year on Aaron Rodgers winning the MVP or the Comeback Player of the Year. Yep, and that probably won't happen. But they still have a really good ass season. So that's where I would actually, if I had to pick the two, I mean, I'm gonna actually go with a guy that I picked preseason because that's pretty close. Well, and 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 to help you out with your point, the three losses that the Green Bay Packers have, two of them were bad. Two of them were uncharacteristically bad. They should be in these games for some reason. They just woke up on the wrong side of the bed. Yeah. Lost to the San Francisco 49ers, what 42 to seven, 46 to seven. But and the Niners are a good team. No, they should have great lost team. that bad. No, they shouldn't have lost that bad. It, it, it should have at least been lost. a game. They should have lost. Um, they could have lost. Okay, give one loss right there. And then what about a 26-11 to 11 loss at LAC, the Chargers? Uncharacteristic. And then a seven-point loss to the Eagles in week three. So, really, they if, if you want to play at Mr. Hindsight, they should be at you know, 12-1, 13-1. Yeah, but who's that? Nobody. Nobody's at 13-1. I don't even remember the last time I saw a team better than that, except for the – in my division, it was the Panthers, whenever the Falcons spoiled their perfect season. That's always so funny. It's teams can be so bad, but there are never teams that are so good. Nope. Mm-mm. You um, know, like you have bottom-out teams that happen pretty re- – pretty At least one or two – That are one three, or two wins a year. Three wins, yeah. Yep. Three, two to three wins. But you like how many like how many teams do you have that are thirteen and three? Yeah, you got a couple of them. Fourteen and two. Hardly uh, any. Fourteen and two is um, the Packers had one fourteen and two year, correct? Yeah. Um. God, that's, that's hard. There was one more in, in the NFC not too long ago. It wasn't the Saints. Seahawks, I don't know. The Seahawks and then Carolina. Carolina I, went fifteen oh, and one. Oh yeah, you see more fourteen and two and fifteen and one. You see less of those than, than you do two and twelve, two and fourteen, three and thirteens, hundred percent. And I think that speaks to how actually competitive the NFL is, because a team like the Chargers can just wake up on their best day and then beat the fuck out of you, and then you could go lose to the Eagles who were five hundred. I think it comes back to how we're betting the over unders at the year. Is you know a lot of those ones that people missed were like, oh, it's only like four and a half wins. Like they're yeah, they're a bad team, but it's like. That's pretty like they 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 roll out of bed with three or four wins, you know. Yeah, like, like no, that's not actually the case. No, it's not. Like, no, it's not. You actually have to show up every day in the. NFL. You know, and then on the other side, it's like you know when you have those eleven, ten win teams, it's just like oh yeah, that's pretty easy. They're pretty, and it's like that's a lot harder to get that. 
I don't think people realize how hard it is to win 10 games in, right. in, in, in the NFL. Yeah, no, there's a lot of things that can go wrong. But then on the flip side, you have to have a lot of things go right to get a couple. You know? and so that's, yeah, and, and, and there are games where things can go right for you, but you still get a loss. Yeah. See the Saints against the 49ers. They yeah. put up 47 points, but lost to a last-second field goal. Hey, just get rid of that uh, last 10 seconds you that last face mask and fucking crazy. God, ass. Saints, Saints, and the and losing at the end of games. Name a better duo. I will wait. Um, Seahawks. Seahawks. Um, <laughs> Run the ball. please, just just it's it's one yard, my man. Just give it to Marshawn. So um, we got three more to kind of cover before we get to the end of the episode. Um, two of these are already. Hammered out, and then there's one of them that is still up in the air. I think it's already pretty much solved, but anything could happen. Um, first, who would be the first rookie quarterback to start? Dwayne Haskins, Daniel Jones, or Drew Locke? The answer was B, Daniel Jones, but we all said Haskins. I, I don't know why we, we, we thought that Haskins was going to be the day one starter, but he went with Case Keenum. You know, I mean – like, well, it was, uh, so Daniel Jones started week seven, six or seven. Yeah, I, 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 I thought it was five or six, honestly. Yeah, around six. Um, Gruden, Jay Gruden got fired week five. Mm-hmm. So it was like right there, it's like you would think a change of regime, you'd just put in the quarterback. For some reason, they waited a few weeks. Yeah. But. They keep the tires around too long, and I didn't like that. I, if, if, if you're going to let him sit – Give him the Aaron Rodgers where you put him on the bench the whole year and let him sit behind and learn. Give him the clipboard. Yep. If you're going to start him, throw him out to the Wolves and then let him get 16 games of actual experience. Don't hold anything back. Well, you can even see with Haskins right now, the week he came in versus what he did versus the Eagles. Like, he gets in the throws. He's improving. And, 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 and it gives your team more energy to have that new guy in to kind of set the new tempo for the way that the offense is going to run. Um, I, I, I would have lost a lot of money saying that Daniel has, or uh, Dwayne Haskins would have started game number one for the Redskins. But he didn't, so that's where we are. Um, number two, who will have more wins um, in games that they start? Kyler Murray or Josh Rosen? Um, me and you both said Kyler Murray, and we won. Penland said Josh Rosen for some odd reason. Um, I think we knew with the whole – Miami quarterback controversy thing that he may not it it would it, yeah. it, it, would, it would probably be a Kyler Murray won this many games and Rosen started this many games. I didn't think that I was going to be anywhere close, but that was one of the big props on some of the books in the preseason. And then um, lastly, this 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 is kind of the fun one: Josh Allen, the defensive end for the Jaguars, versus Josh Allen, the quarterback for the Bills. Would the would the defensive end have more sacks, or would the quarterback throw more picks? The over under was at nine and a half. We pretty much said that it was going to be the first one to ten, pretty much wins. As of right now, we're st- still two games to go. Josh Allen for the Jaguars, the defensive end, has 10, 10 sacks. Josh Allen, the quarterback, has nine picks. So we were right. The first one to ten um, is, is is the one that reached, but. Um, well, I think for what surprised me is picking Allen hitting it before Allen. Yeah, Al, Allen looked good, <laughs> but I think Allen looked even better, to be honest uh, with you. Quarterback uh, interceptions over Ed is Allen kind of toned it down a little bit. Like, I was a big fan of him going into the season. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't think the Bills were going to do as well, but I thought he'd be play, play a little bit better as a quarterback. But he's played a lot better as a quarterback. He really kind of – It's way more clean for him now. Exactly. Um, he's rushing a little bit less uh, in terms of fantasy. His output's a little bit down. But he, with uh, Cole Beasley, with John Brown, he got good receivers. I was say that they, they, they just brought in two, I wouldn't say guys off the They're street, solid. but two uh, above average yeah. wide receivers, and look what it can do for a young quarterback. You know, and, and I think they hinge themselves on the defense like they should, and Devin Singletary in their rushing game. Yeah. <coughs> You know, he's not having to go fucking Wild West Buffalo Bill over here. And that led to him kind of slowing down a little bit on the interceptions. Yeah, and um, hell, who knows? In the next two games, he could go on a pick barrage and then overtake the Allen Bowl title. But 
I don't think it's going to happen. Um, he's playing the Patriots next week, though, so hey, anything's possible. The team of all picks versus the the Josh Allen guy, so who knows what can happen. We'll see. We, we will see. That is one thing that I guarantee will happen. We will see. Um, other than that, we're going to do, at the end of the season, we're going to do the MVP race, who was closest. I know I didn't get anywhere close. I had Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz, Saquon Barkley, and Khalil Mack. No, 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 no. Finland said Garoppolo for some reason. That's probably not going to happen. Eh, it was kind of close. It was kind of close for a little bit. It's closer and then, than all of our shitty picks. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> um, we'll do Rookie of the Years for Offense and Defense. We did the division winners, and we still have to wait on a few of those. We'll do those at the very end. NFL's best record, Defensive Player of the Year, and, you know, kind of things like that. But um, let's get to a few uh, now that we look back. Let's look ahead. Oh, I like that. uh, We got a few matchups this week that we like, and then a few matchups. I mean, two weeks left in the season, Cohen. Like, you know, your Falcons are out. I'm sorry. My Seahawks, still in. Love it. But really what it comes down to is, unless you're a true degenerate, which we are, there are a few games that we like from a betting standpoint, and there are other games that are we like for playoff standpoint. Which ones do you want to get in first? Let's do the playoff matchups because we're already kind of into division winners and structure. Um, what Week 16, uh, which games are you watching? Eyes of the prize, lot on the line, where are you going with? Um, let's see. I think my first one is the Bills Patriots. Of course. I, that's... Both teams will make the playoffs, but... It'll if the Bills can win this game and then the next game and the Patriots can lose out. I think they have a shot to win the division. Actually, I think I get yeah. The uh, Bills are only a game back. Mm-hmm. Game back. They lost the first game against the Patriots. So so they, so they have split. to win both games. The Patriots have to lose out because if not, they would own the tiebreaker. Patriots would for head to head. Even wins. even well because they'd split the head to head if the Bills win this game. Oh yeah yeah they sure and would. So it would go down to conference record. I haven't looked that far in, but. That being said, Todd. if the Bills win this week against the Patriots, shit could get kind of crazy in Week 17. Yeah, there will be – I think the next tiebreaker after conference games is um, win, um, head-to-head wins against common teams. Yeah. And I don't have all that here right now, so – It's, it's going to get close. Like, Yes, it will. If, if the Bills can win. If the Bills can win, that puts the Patriots possibly getting a wild card, which – Going the season, who would have thought the Patriots would have been in the wild card? Yeah, especially having 11 so, wins. Big game right there. Yes, very big. I like the um, – just because I'm so interested in the Steelers this year, Steelers at Jets. I know the Jets would love nothing more than to steal a win at home against the Steelers. Ha-ha, pun, 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 pun. Get it? Um, the Steelers stealing a win, oh, the Jets. Oh, okay. God damn it, Brad. I can't do anything around here, can I? Um, the Steelers need to pretty much win out. To I mean, they control their own des- destiny, of course. So win out. Don't let the tiebreakers determine anything in that wacky AFC middle ground. Um, Steelers, I, I'm. it's a good bet to bet on the Steelers this weekend because they have to show up. They have to finish. I haven't heard who the quarterback is going to be. I would assume it's going to be Duck Hodges. I'm not quite sure what the deal is with Mason Rudolph and his soreness, but – um, his head hurts. His head, yeah, I'm sure it fucking does. <laughs> After getting scrambled eggs brain in, in in week six, and then getting hit in the head in week eleven, I I would be willing to bet his fucking head hurts. CTE is going to eat this man alive. So my game to watch: uh, Jets versus Steelers. Pittsburgh Steelers specialty CTE. The CTE baby. Just ask Antonio Brown. Best fucking medical staff in the league. They have they they got their hands full. They do. Um, yeah, no, those are both. Really, and then my final week sixteen game that I want to look at coming in last game of the week, Vikings and Packers. That one is an NFC West, NFC, NFC West, NFC North showdown. Yep, um, we'll have a lot to do with seeding actually, okay, and the division a lot, winner. Lot with the seeding, lot with the division. This may be the most important game this week. It's it'll it, other than the the Bills the Bills Patriots. Is kind of back and forth, but mm-hmm. with the the Vikings Packers, that has a lot to do because if the Packers do lose, 
then it changes the New Orleans Saints Seattle Seahawks tiebreaker mm-hmm. because it changes how that tiebreaker is processed because it goes from a two way three way tie to a two way tie. Mm-hmm. So that one, a lot of eyes are going to be on. Yes. Um, also, tell me about if the Seahawks beat the Cardinals. Seahawks beat the Cardinals. Now you t- are, are we going into week 17? Yes. Then it comes down for the NFC West against the 49ers. Um, you assume you assume that the 49ers beat the Rams. I think the bold assumption. The, at at eight fifteen on Saturday because we have a, a Saturday triple header this weekend, yes, we do. I, which is odd. I will be getting drunk all Saturday. I'll be at work from nine till probably about two or three or four o'clock. But after that, I'm getting blitzed. I will be sending you pictures of the Snapchats of me getting drunk. Yes, but, um, but yeah, if if they take care of business, then that week seventeen game comes down for the NFC West and a top four, top two seed most likely. We're getting the number five seed. I'm playing at Dallas or Philly. Uh, that is going to be if they did Sunday night games, that would be flexed. If they did Monday night, but they don't. It's going to be a great game. One of the best games. It's in Seattle. And as soon as the Seahawks won in San Francisco, week twelve or thirteen, I said. We needed this win because it's, it makes that Week 17 matter so much more. It yep. Like it's Good. Um, I am looking at right now in Week 17. Um, let's see. The Colts are already out. The Jags are already out, so that's not very good for us. That Titans, uh, Titans-Texans game may be interesting. Yeah, it may. Um Niners and Seahawks still just looks like it's it's, it's going to be the best game. That's, that's really one of the oh, only it's ones that be I the see. Best game. There may be a couple Bears yeah. and Vikings. Vikings are going to have to win. Bears are already out of it. Um, it. It may be one where one team wins and another one loses. Like they may flip wild card in division. Yeah, but it's not going to be that big of a movement as the Steelers. St- Steelers at Ravens. That'll probably be the, be the one that means the most outside of that. That Niners, could be, that, Seahawks that could be game. The Steelers making the sixth seed or getting out of the playoffs. It sure could. Tomlin winning your coach of the year. It sure, it sure is. Oh, okay, so good. So we have a game that matters at one, and a game that matters at four thirty. All right, hey, love to hear it. You know, we can just make best bets on all 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 games. So we have something to watch. Yeah, we sure can. And guess what? We will be making bets on all games because we're right. fucking degenerates. Fuck yeah. Um. So Brad, before we get into this week's three NFL best bets in terms of the numbers, I'd like to walk you through last week with me and Harrison. Um, as promised, I went three and zero. Um, let's get it. <coughs> and then I actually went. Um, um, I actually put on here two underdog money lines because I love you guys. I love money. I love dogs. Um, and I love the Buffalo Bills. So let's start with the Buffalo Bills money line versus Pittsburgh. Smash that pretty easily. Um, the easiest win though for me was Minnesota minus two and a half at the Chargers. That was just a good old fashioned beatdown. I still don't like. I don't know how to bet Vegas. Uh, bet I don't know how to bet the Chargers and that it is Vegas. Nope, they sure don't. Like it's 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 like me with the Miami Heat. When they expect them to win, they lose. When they expect them to lose, they win. So, who knows? I don't think we we ever will know how to bet on a team that Philip Rivers is the quarterback for. Um, my last win in my three and zero stretch last week was Houston money line uh, versus Tennessee. I don't know why they evaluated Tennessee so much. Tannehill does crazy things to people, but Houston wins outright. I love to see it. Harrison Coburn of Sports Talk ATL gave gave us his three NFL best bets bets as well. Um, he ended up hitting. He went two and one. He ended up hitting. Baltimore, minus 16.5 versus the Jets on Thursday night. I tried to sway away from that, but smartly he refused, so he won that one. Um, he won New England, minus 9.5 versus Cincinnati. But his one bad loss was L.A. Rams, minus 1.5 versus Dallas. That was a tough one. That was a tough one. I had that one picked in my pick for the podcast. Um, thing that we do, we pick all the NFL games, and I missed that one. So what are you going to do? Two and one's not bad. No, no, don't make money. 
All right, Brad Meekum, give me your first NFL best bet for week 16. All right, my first NFL week bet. We'll start with Saturday games. There's a couple going. I like the Buffalo Bills, plus six and a half versus New England. Bills Mafia, keep it within a score. I do. I I want the I, – I was thinking about taking Bills money line, but for a best bet, I'm not going to do it. If you want to get froggy – Take the money line. Oh, we're getting super froggy, my man. If you want to get a lock, take the plus six and a half. Six and a half, keep it within a score. Bill's Mafia, we know you can do it. It was a close game the first time in New England. Block punt was the difference in the game. It would have been a tie game if it wasn't for the block punt return for a touchdown. Um, I could smell another close game in our midst. My my first best my first best bet is um, kind of odd because Josh Jacobs will not be playing in this game, but I'm going to take Oakland plus seven and a half at the LA Chargers. Um, Oakland, I can understand the story, and I would partially agree with the story. They're going to mail it in, kind of, but um, I think the Chargers may have a little bit of case of that as well. Um, I think they may bench Rivers in Week 17. No, nothing to play for. I don't know how he's going to play this week. Um, I could just see Oakland keeping it within a touchdown. I like those big spreads for teams that are pretty pretty evenly matched, and a whole score between those two teams is pretty big to me. I just like Oakland to keep it within a touchdown. My next best bet, Niners minus 6.5 versus the L.A. Rams. Now, the Niners came off a tough loss against the Atlanta Atlanta. Falcons. Let's go. Niners know what's at stake right now. They know they need to win this game, and they need to beat the Seahawks in order to get where they want to go. And they're trying to put the Rams out of the playoffs. They're trying to crush their playoff hopes. I mean, there's not much playoff hopes there, but yes, I guess you could still say it's kind of there. Um, Niners are just going to dominate this game. They're not done with fucking around. LA's going to get whooped. There's, there's nothing more I can say. Like They had a slip up against the Falcons. I don't know if it's a... Kyle Shanahan being nice or whatnot, and I and I just kind of let being let nice would would have been him taking his foot off the gas pedal when we're down forty to seven. Yeah. If 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 he was being nice last weekend, oh fuck yeah, sign me up for all the nicest he can I give. Think he was too nice, and then it got out of hand. And yep. Was like, oh, had too had too too much respect for his old old head coach Dan Quinn, and started handing out free dubs. But uh, that's not going to happen against the Rams, and I I normally don't like taking. These high. If you want to, if you want to be safe, a whole score is high. Get, get a get a half a point. Get minus seven. That's yep. a lot. That is that is a lot in division games. But I think the Niners are just going to come out of the crush. They they know what's at stake. Like you said, they're going to come out with urgency. I know that the Rams got beat the fuck up last weekend, but I think that um, that loss to Atlanta hurt the 49ers a little bit more than that loss hurt the Rams against the Cowboys. Yeah. So my next one is New Orleans Saints minus two and a half at the Titans. This is a lot, or th- this is a trap game. This is an absolute trap. I'll go ahead and say it. I'm being trapped. But anything inside of a field goal, betting on New Orleans against an AFC team, a team who, yes, is still trying to fight to maybe have a little bit of playoff blood in their system. They're in the seven seed right now. Any Pittsburgh slip-up means the Titans could be in. Um, but, God, is is this why I'm being trapped? Or is there something else that I, I'm not seeing? It should not be as low as two and a half. That is an absolute wacky number, if you ask me. Um, New Orleans money line, if you want to be really safe against Tennessee. But um, give me the minus two and a half. I don't think it's going to be with, inside of a field goal. Yeah, no, that's, that's an interesting game. I'm being trapped. Don't get it twisted. But hey, I'll follow. This is this is a good hey, honey trap. This is a good honey hey, trap. Handcuff me to the bedpost. I'm okay with being trapped at times. Hey, trap me up, baby. Uh, my my final one. I go from two Saturday games to the final game of Week 16. I have Green Bay plus four and a half Minnesota. I'm actually going to take Green Bay money line. I think they close the door and get things done. I had Green Bay winning the NFC North. High in Aaron Rodgers. It's not doing as good. Malifor still busting shit out. Green Bay is going to take this game, even if though it's Minnesota. Uh, Dalvin Cook's kind of banged up. They'll be going to Matheson and some other guy. 
still good, but they're not Dalvin Cook. And Thielen's still coming back from that injury. They're banged up on the offense. They're gonna take it slow with, with Thielen. They, uh, I think Green Bay takes this. Um, <coughs> what was that that money line number at? Do you know an estimation? I didn't check. Um, Plus one sixty five, you know, something if, like that. Why don't you give me your third best bet, and I'll look it up online. Sure, my third best bet will be the Pittsburgh Steelers minus three at the New York Football Giants. Mike Tomlin knows what's at stake. He knows when and we are in with this ragtag, motley crew of guys. Mike Tomlin's going to come with the fire pregame speech. James Harrison's going to come speak to the team. Nothing is, nothing is impossible. Never give up on your dreams. I am going to walk again. Pittsburgh minus three at the Meadowlands. Lock it up. Um, for the record, Green Bay is plus 200 on that money line. Ooh, easy money. Take that right now. Take it right now. 200, get double, triple my money whenever you get the get best it, slip back. Get it Let's go. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's all I have. If Brad doesn't have anything else. Um, um, be safe this holiday season. Um, and... Find some ho-ho-hos. Ho-ho-hos. Good luck to everyone playing in fantasy football championships. I will be playing in the Daily Degenerate Fantasy Football Championship against my man, Jordan Morning, Cap J, The Ville, the weirdest team name of all time. Every city in America has The Ville in it, so I don't know what he's even talking about. I know it's Cartersville. That's where we're from, but... Cap J the Ville, I'm coming for you, dog. Don't get your ass clapped because I'm coming to town. Christian McCaffrey cannot save you now. Oh, man. I wish I had that thing to comment on. My uh, Cruise League, Who's Your Daddy League. We have Randy uh, Mulder and Jake Murphy playing the title. I lost in the semifinals. Go, Randy. Team Randy. Putting up 235 versus 255. Other semifinals was a 171.90. Hate to put up 235 and lose. It's. You know, that's why you play the game. It happens. Had the best score week one of the playoffs, second highest week two. But I went up against the number one seed, and that's what happens. Lamar Jackson got counteracted by Jameis Winston, but came up a little short. So good luck to them. I'll be playing for third place, get a little bit of money, and we'll see. Uh, against We're going up against uh, Ball is Life in the merger. Well, we're trying to get some of that money back to help pay for that league. We don't like owing people money. One thing we like doing is plugging ourselves. Let's get out of here, Brad. All righty. You can find me, Mad Brad 171 M-A-D-B-R-A-D, at Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Hit me up. And that's all I got. Ladies and gentlemen, you can find me at Cohen underscore Hughes on Instagram. I don't do Twitter. I'll get in trouble again. You can find me on Facebook to search Cohen Hughes. You can look up the podcast on Instagram and at TDDPod, TDDPod. Or you can join the private group on Facebook for us and a whole bunch of degenerates. Things have been falling off the absolute rails lately. This place is a fucking dumpster fire. I love to see it. Um, send me or any of us an, uh, a message and we'll send you an invite because it's private now. Um, Daily Degenerate Sports Shit Talk. McGee Electric Boogaloo number five or whatever the hell it's called. Um, we'll get you in. We'll get you an invite to the private link. And um, it's almost like a Discord for dummies because of all the shit that goes on in there. Um, you absolutely love to see it. Merry Christmas, everybody. Please stay safe. Happy holidays, guys. Happy holidays, whatever you celebrate. It's not exclusively Christmas. Um, I hope you get everything you wish for. I hope Santa comes and brings the most gifts for you. Leave out milk and cookies. Leave out pot brownies. Leave out whatever you want to leave out. I'm sure Santa doesn't discriminate. Um, this has been episode 120. What a ride it's been. Love y'all. Please like, rate, subscribe, whatever the fucking millennials do nowadays, which I am. But um, other than that, I got nothing else. See y'all guys. Thanks. 120.